welcome to the print pod a daily podcast this is ratan priya and i bring you today's opinion on the export ban on onion written by authors and researchers at the center for civil society astha pande and arjun krishnan the narendra modi government's order banning the export of onion until march 2024 has left the farming community dissatisfied after senior ministers from the maharashtra cabinet met Union Commerce Minister Piyush Goel on Monday the center has promised to buy 2 lakh metric tons of onions from the farmers in Maharashtra but this approach is hardly a solution abrupt and stringent measures like banning exports and reducing stock limits have adversely affected farmers incomes before the ban onions were subject to a minimum export price this price may be higher than international prices making international buyers unlikely to purchase Another tool at the disposal of governments is stocking limits under the Essential Commodities Act. The frequent and often arbitrary use of these tools to control agricultural prices has been criticized. Many researchers argue that these actions driven by rising food prices and inflation concerns reflect a knee-jerk approach. Between 2015 and 2020, restrictions on onion trade cost farmers 20% of their income. This loss does not account for losing trust in subsequent purchases from foreign buyers due to unreliable supplies. Poor warehousing facilities due to low investments also contribute to significant loss of crops in India. Around 30% of onion crops go to waste post harvest due to low quality warehousing. However, investment in warehousing is unlikely if government declares warehouses as illegal or limits their storage capacity. Instead of sudden changes to trade and warehousing regulations, policymakers should focus on long-term solutions to tackle fluctuations in the prices of agricultural commodities. Attempts to adjust the market manually to stabilize prices have failed. More integration with global supply chains and better warehousing would play a significant role in price stabilization. A functioning futures market for agricultural commodities would also help in price predictability and help farmers make sowing decisions. While the National Commodity and Derivative Exchange does exist, as pointed out by researchers at ICRIER, frequent and unpredictable changes in stocking rules and sudden suspensions of goods from market have dissuaded traders. The Foreign Trade Act of 1992 gives authority to the Indian government to regulate trade policies. including the export and import of goods to import or export a license and exporter importer code number from the directorate general of foreign trade must be obtained first section 3 of the act grants the union government complete authority to regulate the export of goods including agricultural products while the ftdr act provides a legal basis for these trade regulations Frequent and abrupt changes in trade policies like those concerning agricultural goods are made through executive orders. The executive has complete discretion to modify trade policies and is insulated from judicial scrutiny. The Agriculture Export Policy 2018 states that it is essential for India to frame a stable and predictable trade policy with limited interferences from the government. It cites policy uncertainty and frequent interventions as key reasons for hindering the development of stable trade relations. However, this policy is not in effect. A more thoughtful and balanced trade policy is recommended to address supply crunch and inflation concerns. This approach minimizes abrupt changes 
ensures transparency and aligns policies and regulations with market needs. India can draw inspiration from the remarkable journey of New Zealand's agricultural sector. In the 1980s, New Zealand underwent a substantial transformation from a heavily regulated and subsidized agriculture system to a dynamic consumer-centric approach. In the face of economic challenges, New Zealand liberalized the agriculture sector in 1984, allowing farmers to respond directly to consumer demands. The transition involved shedding protectionist measures which increase productivity, efficiency and income. New Zealand has shown that a forward-thinking approach that embraces consumer needs, encourages adaptability and promotes resource efficiency can contribute to domestic economic stability and a more robust position in the global market. In 1991, India liberalized its manufacturing and service sectors, which have since flourished. The agriculture sector was left untouched and as a result has steadily generated low profits, despite over half of the country's total workforce being engaged in agriculture. It is about time that India embraces a strategy that balances the interests of farmers and consumers, ensuring a prosperous future for the country's agricultural sector. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to catch our flagship podcast, Cut the Clutter, every weekday with our founder and editor-in-chief, Shekhar Gupta. I am Ratan Priya in Delhi. Follow the print for more such analysis.